Welcome to Behind the Aisle Podcast, where we're just two wedding professionals sharing a no bullshit approach to what goes on behind the scenes in the industry. My name is Katie, and I am a wedding planner. And I'm Sarah. I'm a wedding photographer. It's another one. It's another one. <laughs> welcome to What the Fuck Wednesdays. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, we obviously love all of our episodes as if they're our own little children. However, we do have a, <laughs> a favorite we child. We have a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You can have favorites. Absolutely. Um, welcome to What the Fuck Wednesdays, where essentially we are sharing y'all's grievances, um, your wedding stories, your like literally like what the fuck moments mm -hmm. um, when you're on site at a wedding day, or maybe not even on a wedding day in general. It's just maybe in correspondence or the behind the scenes stuff, essentially, of what goes into a wedding. So um, we like to share our own grievances, too, of maybe something that's happened to us as of recent or I don't know, just in general. And then we also go ahead and take a look at uh, the answers that you guys submit to us on our form that you yeah. can find on our website, behindthealthpodcast.com. Um, and we'll share with you a couple of stories that you guys submit to us. Um, and then, of course... Um, we want to keep the conversation going. So please tell us your thoughts um, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, we'd love to know. And then, of course, <laughs> then even further, if it inspires you, we want to hear more of your stories. Yes. We want to hear more of your stories because this is really, <laughs> this is fun. This is so much fun. <laughs> and we can't keep this going without you guys. So for real, we, we have, we have many agreements, but we really, really love hearing from you and opening up the discussion on some things. And Katie likes to use them as teaching moments. However, I like to just hear the tea. So I love uh, education. Okay. <laughs> Educating the others. It's so fun. Yeah. So please, please submit a story to us at behind the You can't miss it. It's literally one page. Just submit the form and you can use this as a anonymous post if you would like or if you are a badass you can leave your name um you know you don't have to it doesn't matter either way uh yeah so kitty you want to start us off with your grievance yeah. oh and i decided that from now on katie and i are going to keep our grievances of our own to ourselves so that we can have a genuine reaction genuine like <laughs> non -dis previously discussed situation so she doesn't Which know is mine so hard because like we literally talk to each other like every day i know <laughs> and so when something happens you're the first person that I well like so just don't it. tell me what your grievance is going to be specifically i'm sure i've heard okay. the stories of where it comes Probably. from but i'm gonna yeah i just want to know i don't want to know beforehand i like surprises okay i like them <laughs> as for me i do not don't do that to me uh. my would never allow it <laughs> this kind of surprise though is a good one yes it is a good one um, okay, so mine is a tiny but mighty one. It is one as of tiny recent. But mighty. Um, because did like the entire wedding day come crumbling down? Did I like, did it have, <laughs> actually to this day, does the couple know? Nope. And their wedding went off totally fine without them knowing. Um, I had a really great, very though labor intensive wedding as of recently. Um, it's another one of those like great fulfilling moments for like a planner designer mm -hmm. um, because it's where my entire design board like literally came to reality, um, which obviously that's the whole point, but literally down to a T. Um, it was just super like labor intensive. Um, <laughs> literally, uh, what's 16 plus 12? Do we know? 16 plus 12? Yes. 28 28 days of or 28 days it's 28 days later <laughs> 28 hours of labor um within 48 hours that's pretty much how I, the whole entire thing went into it but anyway um so we were at a venue that um already had a, a dance floor but the dance floor was just like your typical like mahogany like vinyl wood whatever have you so bride really wanted a black and white checkered dance floor which is stunning Yes, we love a uh, black and white checkered uh, dance floor moment. <coughs> Ooh. <laughs> Choking on air already. Woo! Anyways, um, and so the way that we were going to get around that was we were just going to wrap the dance floor. Um, so just get the vinyl wrap and put it on a black and white checkered instead of like obviously <coughs> paying a shit ton of money to have the venue like break it down and then have someone bring another black and white checkered in. It just would have made sense. And the venue was like, yeah, sure. You can wrap our dance floor. We don't care. And we're like, oh, great. This is wonderful. Save some monies, but also we get the vision that we want. I'm assuming this doesn't damage anything. Correct. Okay. Vinyl literally does not. I mean, depending on the material. <clears throat> so if you're white, 
Stop screaming into the microphone. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> With these new headphones, I can hear everything. Literally every single thing. Like even like the tiniest of little breaths. Um, but uh, yeah, so vinyl typically doesn't damage. Uh, it, it, it just depends on the material in and of itself. So if you're wanting to vinyl wrap literally anything, um, tell your couples that they have to ask somebody, has to ask the venue, whatever that you want to vinyl wrap, just ask them first. Because vinyl can damage things. Just tread carefully, okay? Just don't start vinyl wrapping things that you're not supposed to be. We got the approval. Um, totally great. Fine. All good to go. And come wedding day, vinyl wrap people show up. It's great. The black and white checkered dance floor is absolutely like chef's kiss. It looks beautiful. We also had in a full like... Um, like icicle lights, like your typical like Christmas lights, like icicle lights mm -hmm. hanging from the ceiling from above. Stunning. Thanks. Um, it was beautiful. It was so magical. You also had like seven million candles. I didn't want to say that <laughs> candle again. <laughs> Which is not going to happen. Although a wedding I did just see a trend. It wasn't a trend, but it was a viral reel. Oh, it's a viral. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, but somebody was stating that candles are going to be the next big thing because they're cheaper quote-unquote cheaper depending on quote-unquote cheaper yeah. yes um then big floral installations but they still pack a punch so that is literally one of my biggest advisements to my couples is that like candles will never go out of style mm -hmm. um so romantic it is very romantic and it already elevates the design in so many different ways um you can have a little you can have a lot like you can you can have minimalist maximalist type of design with candles and it still has really it just does i don't know what it i don't know what it is venue specific though we have a lot of barns here please yeah tread carefully so like with the whole candle situation i'm always a bit advocate even if the venue were to say like oh yeah you can have open flame i want mm -hmm. you to have your flame enclosed personally because mm -hmm. just the thought of someone like reaching over and like catching their like Mm -hmm. suit jacket on fire i don't freaking know i my anxiety would never allow it um anyways and also it's like super messy like if the wax like gets onto like linens and stuff then you have to do a cleaning fee it's disgusting if you like are the candle it's, it's a whole thing i can really grievance is it. not about candles no it's not sorry <laughs> anyways um so yeah beautiful installation over this black and white checkered dance floor all as well until the band shows up most bands um, are aware of the rule of when a dance floor has been wrapped, whether it's black and white checkered wrap, whether you have a custom monogram, just in general, if the dance floor has been wrapped <clears throat> even further, even some bands won't even go over the dance floor at all when they're coming in and setting up because um, most dance floors, uh, and I'm not talking about like your the actual like the flooring of like the reception space like it's an actual like dance floor in and of itself um people won't step on it it's just kind of like this like unspoken rule mm -hmm. that you just don't step on the dance floor it's respectful um because there are, there has been somebody that has gone above and beyond to make sure that dance floor is clean like mm -hmm. they've mopped it not just swept it with a broom but like they've swept it and mopped it and mm -hmm. like made sure it looks really nice and stays in pristine condition also dance floors to own one um are stupid expensive and the maintenance um yeah it's just they're already going to be damaged in this a way. is an installed dance floor correct yes just Me. throwing that out there oh yes 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 um so uh, Band comes and it's time for them to set up. Most of the band members, again, they know the rule that they're they're walking around the dance floor, mm -hmm. except for one band member. Mm -hmm. My back is turned. I don't know what I'm doing. I think I'm probably like fidgeting with some sort of like um, tiny bit money detail, like on the tablescapes of some kind. And I hear like a loud crash behind me. Um, mind you, I the band is setting up so i'm kind of like okay it's going to be loud like mm -hmm. they're opening cases they're taking out equipment all that kind of stuff so i don't necessarily like flip my head around to see like what has happened um so i continue to fiddle with stuff and then um walking in like the room and then i like just start walking by the dance floor and in the corner of my eyeball I just, something is wrong. Something is different. And I turn my head down. There is a fucking giant ass, like, scrape. Gouge. Like, across the dance floor. A white, like, you know, like, when you're, like, in the grocery store, like, on a basketball court, and, like, your sneakers, like, make that weird, mm -hmm. like, black Scuff. 
scuffing thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that, but white. And obviously you just can't like rub it and it comes off. And on top of that, there were two different places on the dance floor where the vinyl had completely been like it it was damaged like you could see the dance floor now like through the vinyl how much did they pay for to have this dance floor wrapped sixteen hundred dollars sixteen hundred dollars just to have vinyl put onto a dance floor that takes a lot of labor to put on mind you and on top of this when this happened the vinyl people literally just left 10 minutes beforehand Mm. so they had already been there for like a good like 45 minutes to an hour just wrapping the dance floor they also wrapped our bars too which was super cute um but i immediately sarah (laughs) sarah's worked with me plenty of times where like in situations like this i'm i can be very professional where i'm just kind of like okay let me like not blow my fuse Um, and let me just, you know, kind of diffuse like the situation and figure out like what's going on. Um, but (laughs) this was not that case. No, Sarah didn't work this wedding with me. Um, but when I did tell her of this uh, story, I did let her know that all of my professionalism went out the window. Like my immediate emotion was complete rage. You had also already had, you were like 20 hours deep into this wedding already. Yes. If not more than that. Yeah. So like wedding day was happening where this was also just probably about maybe like 45 minutes before ceremony Mm -hmm. was going to start. So so. you might've been at like 24 hours deep into this wedding. Oh yeah. Like definitely 12 hours worth of labor, like the day before. And then the vinyl wrapping, like that was pretty much like the last bit of detail Mm -hmm. that went in. Um, all of our other rentals, our escort cardboard, like everything had already been like set up. Like the vinyl wrap was just like, this was like the little cake topper on, mm-hmm. on the wedding cake type situation. Um, so to have the band come in, um, and it's not even like all of them. It was just one person where they, I just don't, I don't, I don't understand because I, to me, I was like in my head thinking, you see all of your other band members that are literally walking around the dance floor. Like, why aren't mm-hmm. you doing what y- your fellow, like... Bandmates are? Yeah, like artists that are doing or whatever you want to call each other, whatever. Um, So I, I see this white, huge scrape. And I'm not talking like it's just like, it's small. It at least was a good, like, maybe two feet worth, like, white, just... <laughs> I'm just picturing that. I always have a picture of it, too. Um... Can and, I see the picture? Yeah. And then the, uh, and then like the damage, the, now the, where the pieces of the vinyl were up, it actually wasn't as bad. However, this is 45 minutes before ceremony is supposed to be starting. And I'm like, it's go time. Yes. And I literally am now seeing my entire design like has like come to fruition. And now this, and I should also mind you, we were on time, like nothing on this wedding day up until this point had gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Everyone was fine. We were all, it was great. I was like, is this going to be like a really, I was, my mentality was that because there was so much labor, there's so much going into it, um, that there was, I was already prepping myself. There was bound for something like to go wrong because there was so much detail that went into it as of this, up until this moment, nothing, literally nothing. Um, that's not like 12 feet either. No, I'm looking at that white scrape, but it was enough where, and also the position of where, um, this damage was, it was right in the front. It wasn't mm-hmm. like in the back of the dance floor. It wasn't in like in one of the corners where like it's unnoticeable. I walked by and I noticed. Yeah. It's like two pretty decent size. I would say, uh, bigger than a quarter size. Oh, definitely. <clears throat> where I can see the bottom of the dance floor. Yep. And then which then huge not, white scuff. Not marks. only did it panic me for the vinyl wrap, but also I was like they're going to just keep kicking it up. Well, not even that, but like did it dent whatever oh. fell? Did it dent the dance floor in and of itself like the venue? So now mm-hmm. I'm thinking in my head, if we if somebody had damaged the dance floor, I'm not I will literally find out who this person is so that my couple doesn't get charged Mm -hmm. or have their deposit taken from them all because of someone's stupid decision. Yeah. So and then yeah, there's like two decent size, I would say foot, foot and a half size scuff marks. Yeah. It it I was like in the black checker. 
rich yeah <laughs> if anything right like it's in like the black like yeah, yeah, a black box instead of like one of the white ones um so i immediately like i bend down i <laughs> oh my god i like look at the damage out loud i out loud not in my head <laughs> where it probably should have stayed out loud i was like what the fuck happened and the entire room got really quiet <laughs> I look up to my, like to the, all the different band members. And I said, who did this? Who did this? And of course it's like a mom's like scoring yeah. her children. No one is going to be like me. Yeah. Like no one is going to like fess up to it. I get that. All shrinking. Yes. <laughs> Actually I could kind of tell them that they were all kind of like, shrink, like just internally into themselves. Um, I said, who did this? Like what? And so I knew obviously like I kept repeating the same question cause I was so irate um, so tired, <laughs> but I was so irate at this moment where I knew like no one was going to obviously like fess up to it, but I was like, you guys, like y'all know, like, this is not you who y'all are not supposed to be walking over the dance floor. Like this is like a writ, like this unspoken rule. Like, I don't even really know like the direct words that I had said, but I was like, this is, I literally said to them, this is common sense that you don't go over a dance floor at all mm -hmm. whatsoever. So immediately I went from the whole like scorning situation or scorning like mindset to, okay, I have to fix this. Like how the fuck are we going to fix this? Thankfully enough, um, I hired my love hired. <laughs> I told my lovely husband Jeff to be here at this wedding because I wanted him to film, um, all the behind the scenes, like the design coming to fruition, all that kind of stuff. Shout so, out to Sana Films. Yes. We love him mm -hmm. very much. Um, and Jeff has had experience with vinyl wrap, um, because he used to side gig for production companies that actually do this type of thing. And, a plethora of other different things like the cool furniture stuff that you see in bar bought mitzvahs and all that kind of thing mm. too. He used to side hustle for, for a production company. Um, and so he's very well versed into it. And so in my head, I'm like panicking of like, okay, what are my options? Um, well, the first option was like, let me call the vinyl wrap people who literally just left like 10 minutes before. And I had asked them like, Hey, how do I fix this? Yada, yada. They actually gave me the advisement of like, you can, if you have a box cutter, you can take some parts of like the vinyl from the, they actually suggested the bar because there was like extra pieces of vinyl that mm. if we were to take little slivers off of it, you wouldn't have been able to see like it be removed at all. Um, you can take little experts of the bar and you can cover it. And in my head, I'm thinking I have zero experience. Like I don't, I don't, I don't vinyl wrap shit. Mm -hmm. So like, I, I don't want to do something that I'm not well versed into. Now you're just patchworking. This right. And then I'm going to fuck even more shit up. Um, so there was that <laughs> the lovely venue coordinator was like, well, with vinyl, <clears throat> obviously when you do heat vinyl, you're able to stretch it. Mm -hmm. So she was like, we could just get a lighter and like heat the vinyl. Oh um, so we can stretch it. Yes. That's typically how the science works. However, I was like, I'd rather not have like char marks. I was like, I don't want to take the risk of like seeing like little burnt ends yeah. or I don't know, like setting the actual physical dance floor on Just fire. Fucking it up. Right. Way more. Like having a burn is. mark and then now we're really screwed. Yeah. Um, so there was that. Then we were like, okay, who has white duct tape or white gaff tape? That sort of thing too. For the white skid mark that was there, um, I already like the solution was like, black Sharpie where mm -hmm. the fuck is a black Sharpie mm -hmm. so that we can just like color over it and it'd it be fine. Um, so then, and then Jeff, my husband was there and he was like, what if I just took a sliver of, again, he kind of repeated the same, um, solution that the vinyl wrap people had, but he was like, I can just take a little sliver from like the corner of the dance floor. Like you wouldn't be able to see it and like patch it all these different options. I was not doing the burning. Do you have one. an after picture? I don't, oh. uh, I don't, I just remember from vivid memory of like what it looks like. Um, and, uh, so I had said, okay, it was also in this moment too, where I had to start gathering like the bridal party and all that kind of stuff to, cause ceremony was going to start then like 30 minutes, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And so I was like, okay, we just need to find like a quick solution. So I looked at Jeff and I was like, out of all the people here that I'm going to trust with, a box cutter and like doing patchwork, it's going to be you, nobody else. So I said, okay, go ahead. And if you think that that is going to work, I trust you. Thankfully my husband was there. If anybody else maybe had <laughs> mentioned this idea, I would have been like, no, <laughs> don't touch it. Don't touch it. So I had Jeff do it. And then my wonderful assistant, um, I had two that day, but one of them, then I was like, there is a Sharpie. We have a black Sharpie in our emergency kit. Go grab it. 
you got to get on your hands and knees, girl, and start filling it in. Literally start filling in the black. I felt so bad. I was like, but this is, this is a wedding day. So essentially then, um, it turns out for just fine. Uh, Good. we, uh, yep. So the black Sharpie like worked over like the black checker. Jeff was able to take a little sliver from the corner of the dance floor, which you couldn't even tell that he like taken anything. I was very confused because he went, he was so proud of himself. He had the big, huge smile. Cause he was like, watch, I'm going to make my wife so happy. <laughs> he was like, do you see? And I was like, where did you take it from? And he's like, okay, see, and he's like, look right here. And I was like, oh, you can't even tell. And then he like walks me over to where the damage was. And he was like, do you see? And I was like, I don't know where the damage is. And he was like, yay. Yeah. So, um, so it all worked out just fine. Um, the MC or like the point of contact of the band, um, did come up to me and profusely apologized because he hadn't been there when the whole entire mm. incident had happened. He profusely apologized and he goes, if there's any damage to the dance floor, like you need to let me know, I will pay for it. Um, that's good. My guys, there was also women a part of this, but he just in general said like, my guys like should they know better? Um, I've reiterated to them again, like that no one should be walking on the dance floor. Mind you, I should also mention I was coming off of like my anger and he was like, I can see that you're upset, but I'm glad we were able to fix it. And I said, yes. And he's like, but they should know better. He like was validating my emotions. Mm-hmm. He was like, he, they honestly should have known better. Good. Um, well, that was so, good. I'm glad it all worked out. I'm glad it all worked out. And I'm glad they the couple has no idea also to oh, this very day. Sweet. They have no idea as they should. And that was the only thing that went wrong that day. Fantastic. Praise God. Love that for you. Same. Um, so my turn, what happened to you? Nothing happened to me. Oh, that's um, good. this is just a grievance I have for the world. Mm. <laughs> um, so this is actually very prevalent right now. So it, it, it's something that's, Everywhere. Uh, my grievance is the AI generative fill. Oh. That's my grievance. Um, I, so if anyone is a photographer or has for some reason gone down the rabbit hole of TikTok that their algorithm is putting them on the AI generative fill that Photoshop has created, um, then you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, basically there is a section of Photoshop that's in beta right now that you can literally circle it and tell it what you want it to do. And it turns it into whatever you want or it gets rid of it or whatever. Um, It's great. It's still beta. So there are some tweaks that need to be done to it. Uh, My grievance though, is people are using this as a way to fix things that were not parts of the wedding. What? Yeah. So Um, They are like adding things or taking things out because you can, like you can do it. If you do it right, you can do it. Um, But like uh, the bride, the recent one, the reason I put this as a grievance is because I was seeing it more and more, but like basically the bride didn't have like a pretty hanger. So on the dress, so he circled the dress or the circle of the hanger, changed the hanger completely um, and it looks like a, just a normal wooden hanger now. So people are using the AI to make things no. and put things into wedding days that are not parts of the wedding day um, or like part of the documentary of the, the wedding day as is. Uh, I personally think the AI is fantastic at removing objects that you may not want there but let's not add things in or put them in random locations or like you can literally take, you can circle the couple, then select the background and put them in a completely different background. Wild. Like you can put them in the middle of Australia and, or on the side of a mountain or like whatever it is you want to do. You can do that. Let's not do that. Because one, we are feeding into uh, faking it for wedding days. Um, And then we're also, you're kind of fucking yourself over, if I'm being honest. Because once clients get a hold of the fact that all of this editing can be done seamlessly and easily, they're going to ask you to do it. And they know that it can be done because it has been like, yeah. done. And it's put on the internet that these are oh, the things that fuck. AI can do. So not only are they going to then ask you to do it, they're going to try and fucking do it themselves. Oh. And they're going to start doing crazy shit with their photos. 
which oh, I didn't even think about that. If you have a solid contract, that can be breach of contract. So make sure that's in your contract that they can't um, edit, edit the photos afterwards in any any way, shape, or form. Um, but you're going to start screwing yourself over if you start creating things that aren't really there because people are going to start asking you to do that. We already get asked, can you make me skinnier? I was just about to say, can like, you? y'all already, like, get asked, yeah. like, can you, like, take these? You like, can just Photoshop it out, right? That line. Well, <laughs> yeah, oh, my I God. Can. Yeah, like, I, I already hear that enough. So with this whole AI thing that's coming or happening right now, if y'all keep doing it, Oh, hell. First of all, technically, you're not allowed to, to use it for photos. You're not allowed to use it for paying customers right now because it's in beta. So oh. when you sign up for it, you sign off that you acknowledge that you're not allowed to use this for commercial purposes as oh. of right now. Um, yeah, I don't no know how many people are listening to that. <laughs> but yeah, you guys keep doing it and it's just going to get worse. And we're already worried about AI in general. So oh, let's... Uh, Let's let's slow it down a little bit, okay? Yeah, just slow it down just a little bit. Yikes, oh um, Jesus! Yeah, so I keep seeing that constantly of people just showing what AI can do, and it's cool. It's I'm also just thinking about like the amount of shortcuts that like people are gonna take. Mm -hmm. Where then again, they're yeah. just going to like now you're just willy nillying photographing <coughs> stuff and not even like trying to like learn the craft, learn the craft <laughs> or like being detail focused because you're just like, oh, I'll get it out later. You are adding so much time onto your workflow that you are not going to get back they, uh, from. And I find myself doing that sometimes because I'm like, oh, I'll just get it out later. Like because AI is super easy. You can just circle it and it's gone but it it adds at least um, another minute and a half per photo which if you're banging out 800 to a thousand photos oh hell no it's a thousand minutes <laughs> hell time. no yeah hell no that i don't got also the whole like managing expectation situation mm -hmm. then now you're setting yourself up for like standards that i feel like mm -hmm. nobody wants to follow through on mm -hmm. and then people are going to stop caring about what things look like because they can just fix it later Hell no. No. Absolutely not. Yep. Mm. All right. So that was my grievance. Um, we have a couple of people that wrote in and um, I'm going to read them off to you. Mind you guys, I have not looked at these. So the reaction that you will be getting. Okay. Just thoroughly. So this one, this one's pretty fun. Oh God. Um, yeah. So Katie has not heard any of these or read any of these. I have, cause I have no self-control. <laughs> um, so this one is from a wedding planner coordinator. Uh, okay. they would like to remain anonymous. So we don't have a name. Got it. And that is totally okay. So, Oh God. Making this as short as I can, but once I coordinated a wedding that turned into a shitstorm, the bride and groom didn't want to spend more than what they could really afford, yet chose one of the more expensive venues. The couple also chose to DIY their flowers and choose the tacky fake ones. It was so ugly. The bridal party was also really wild. I remember the venue contacting me after the event because apparently there was vomit everywhere. The toilet clogged poop all over the bathroom, <laughs> the venue's bathroom. Uh, the jacuzzi was used as a place to shave legs. Ew. The headboard of the beds had muddy footprints and the barn had red and blue smashed cupcakes on the floor that was stained to top it all off. They contacted the bank for fraud when the venue charged them for the second half of their payment and disappeared from the face of the earth. Vinny lost money and had to fix everything. That's the T. What the fuck? <laughs> That's juicy. Um, there are Shaving your legs in a jacuzzi? Yeah, I would assume it's a the bathtub. Like a bathtub jacuzzi. Oh. Which, okay, but uh, clean it. You nasty. Mud on the headboard. Wait, right. Poop Foot on the muddy, floor. Muddy floor footprints on the headboard what is happening muddy footprints on the headboard so they're like laying on the bed back like their backs on the bed and they're just putting their why are your feet muddy why are your feet on the headboard true what you doing i mean I, maybe i know what you're doing but what you doing but why are your feet muddy though if, you're, you if you're doing that i don't know then the poop on the floor yeah Poop on the floor, vomit everywhere. What? 
split. I've seen the the Reddit the I've seen the smash. Um, first of all, okay. Um, I love you all, but stop coloring your icing on your cupcakes oh. and your cakes. Yeah. Let's not do that. It's it is a recipe for disaster on all fronts. Like you got the blue mouth after that. You got a blue mouth. You got blue dresses. You got blue linens. You got blue dance floor. Yikes. Like shit goes down that you're not even thinking about while people are drunk and dancing. Mm. And we're adding on colored icing now. I do love me a colored cake though. Damn. I do, okay. So I like a colored cake, but like, I feel like people are more likely to throw around cupcakes and like drop cupcakes and like smash yeah. cupcakes and they are an entire slice of cake. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like yes. I feel, and then it's a slice of cake. It's not like a whole mm-hmm. top of buttercream icing. Yeah. So if you're having cupcakes, like maybe forego the colored icing part. Bright colored icing. Also, why red and blue? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of an this answer. This very Fourth of July party to me, and I don't know how I feel about it. Um, DIY flowers and using fake ones. That's that's a couple choice. That's not something we can really, yeah, fix. But but the, okay, the whole venue broke situation. This is something that I tell like my couples yeah. all the time. If you literally, if you choose a very expensive venue, okay, um, and then you've pretty much like blown your budget where you can't do anything like any anything that you want to do design wise or whatever. Like that's we call that going venue broke. Like you mm-hmm. can't. Like if you tell your couples, like try to scream this from the rooftops as much as you possibly can. And it doesn't even have to come from a planner or coordinator that is involved with this. Any, any vendor can be like, Hey, don't go venue broke. That's just not something that we encourage you to do. Yeah. <laughs> budget accordingly. I know when you go into it, you're like, I don't have a budget or I don't know what my budget's going to be. Pick a number. Pick a number. I normally ask my couples if they're like, we just don't know, like, because we don't know how much things cost. I'm like, you tell me a number right now that if I were to say your wedding is going to cost this much money, that it would make you shit your pants. Mm -hmm. And then that's normally how a number comes out. And then I'm like, okay, cool. And then tell me your guest count. And then I'll have conversations with them and I'll educate them about their guest count to budget ratio. And I will tell them what is more flexible, your budget or your guest count. If your guest count is more flexible, wonderful. Because then for this X amount of money, this is how many people that you can have at the end of the day, not invited at the end of the day or vice versa. If they're like, no, our budget's flexible, but our guest count is not. Okay, great. So then for this X amount of people that you are certain that have to be quote unquote have to be, or that you're wanting to be there, then you should expect this amount of money to Mm -hmm. be dished out. And that is the beauty of having a planner, full planner. Because a day of coordinator is not going to do that shit for you. No. Um, Okay, next one. I sent complimentary images to all vendors after photographing a a wedding several years ago. Oh, it's a photographer, I'm assuming? It is a photographer. They would like to remain anonymous. Um, After sharing these images, a vendor reached out letting me know they wanted additional images. I informed this vendor that the images sent were pre-approved by the bride and the images desired were unavailable to the mother of a minor, minor child not wanting the child's images online. I sent a few extra detail images as a courtesy and called it a day. Afterwards, I received another email from the same vendor. This email aggressively CC'd the bride and mother of the bride. They requested an additional they requested additional images while telling the bride I was refusing to share them with you. In the end, the vendor did receive all additional images, excluding the ones of the child. Yeah, so... Vendor to vendor, you do not have the rights to the photos. You do not have the right to demand photos from the photographer or the couple. The photos belong to the photographer and the couple. I'm like, yeah, the the photographer is gifting you images. You're not entitled to literally anything. You are not entitled to anything. You can use. If you want photographs of your own, I feel like, then you should bring your own damn camera your iPhone or whatever, and just photograph whatever the you. At least that's for me. Don't do that. Oh, okay, sorry. Never mind. It's breach of contract. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Most contracts. Just kidding. Um. So you no, you taking photos of your own stuff with like your phone or whatever. 
is fine, but you can't bring in an outside of photographer. Oh, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying like, say for example, if I had my own, okay, so here, educate me. If I brought my own DSLR and I'm just taking a photo of like the tablescape because whatever the photographer told me, I'm not taking photos of any of the tables at all. And I'm like, well, damn it. I really want a picture of this tablescape. I don't want iPhone quality. I want like a DSLR quality. It's just me, my, my camera but I'm not shooting the couple. I'm not shooting any, like any of the wedding. I'm just shooting the table. I think that's tricky. Um, I personally wouldn't care. I personally wouldn't care. And you know that I wouldn't care. Um, but there are photographers that would care. Okay. Uh, so I would advise against it just for the sheer fact that I don't want any backlash from, I don't want anyone receiving backlash from other photographers because we said that that was okay. Uh, I don't, I don't care. Cause, but I will, I share the photos with the vendors. Right. So that's not something that I would I wonder, ever, if I so say like we weren't work, working together on like on a wedding, which unfortunately sometimes we don't. Um, if I were like to reach out to the vendor being like, Hey, would you mind? It's kind of like what I did with Jeff on like my recent yeah. wedding that I did. I did contact the photographer and I said, Hey, I'm having my husband who's done videography comp who's been doing videography for like 15 I think that's years. That's different. Okay. Cause of video, not photo. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a weird gray area to me. I probably am going to say something that I probably shouldn't say, but I would say just do it and don't get caught doing it. <laughs> Valid. Um, if you know what you're doing, photographing venues can be hard. So I would say that somebody that doesn't know what they're doing and just novice DSLR, yeah, because I have like a, a um, I have a vendor friend that we both have worked with consistently and she after she's done setting up her table, um, she brings her own like DSLR and takes a picture of like her table that she sets up. I think that's fine because that's all you're doing. But if you yeah. start following people around, oh, and no, no, like no, 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 taking pictures of like the bouquet, the bride with the bouquet and stuff oh, like hell that. No. No. Um, I would advise against that. However. But like demanding, not requesting, demanding. Mm. We do not demand in this industry. Oh, hell no. You do not demand Mm -mm. anything from anyone because chances are you're not entitled to it and you're going to get blacklisted. Yeah. And uh, word of mouth goes a long way in this industry. And then to like wrap in the bride too. Holy shit. That was shady underhanded shit right there. If anything, okay, if you're not happy with what the photographer had requested or what the photographer had like replied back to you, then go ahead. And I would, in my opinion, I would say, okay, then email the bride and request them specifically. Then that's on her, I guess maybe to like send it to you. But then again, yes, I would. (laughs) Yeah. Don't say like they're refusing to give it to me. Don't, don't be a bitch. That's bitchy. Um, don't what the fuck? Yeah. Like, Honestly, you you don't have you should not be res- expecting anything from the photographer. If you cared that much about it, reach out to the photographer before the wedding, yeah, and tell them. And I've had this happen of mutual um, vendor friend of ours, mm-hmm. did, like basically was just like, hey, uh, you know, I would really love the images after the wedding. Like, is that something that you do? And, um, you know, if you can send them to me, that would be great. Like what, what, what should I expect for this? And I was like, absolutely. Yeah, of course. Uh, if I forget, you know, reach out to me again within six months and I will get them to you or whatever. Which really good though, actually sending vendor galleries Um, out, which is great. Yeah. I mean, vendor also photographer to photographer, word of mouth goes a long way. Sharing the photos with the vendors goes a long way. Obviously get permission from the couple. It's in my contract that I share everything with everyone. Um, so make sure you're getting permission, but don't be stingy too. Like yeah. as a photographer, don't be stingy. I send the whole gallery. I don't give a shit. I send all I have. I've received vendor galleries where so, there's only like select few things. I'm why does that happen? So I've tried to do vendor galleries because I don't know that it's necessary for my style of photography, I don't do like really in depth, like getting ready photos where they're like half clothed or like stuff like that. But there yeah, are yeah. some photographers that will photograph the whole like documentary style where they'll photograph the whole shebang. Okay. And I don't really think that all vendors need 
every photo or like mm-hmm. to go through a gallery and like see things that maybe the couple doesn't really want seen. I don't photograph like that. I'm very modest with what I photograph. So I think it's very open to like, you, you can see everything. Uh. Um, but I, some people do it that way to me takes way too much time. I'm not going back That's through. What I thought I was like, damn, and making a whole nother fucking gallery for you. Like usually just take the gal, take the gallery and do download what you want. There's nothing in there that's going to be harmful to anyone. That's, you know, whatever. Um, So if you really do care that much, do a vendor gallery and share that with just the vendors. But that's what you get. You get what you get and you don't get upset. Yeah. Um, So if you have issues, you know, reach out prior to and be like, hey, having vendor to vendor communication and building relationships gets you a long way in this industry. Yeah, I agree. So... Don't be a bitch. Okay. I agree. Should oh I do God. a third one or we want to leave it at that? Do a third one. Okay. Do another one. Do another one. Um, This will be the last one that we have that's new. So yeah. if you're hearing this, please share your stories. Um, Okay. Uh, actually, I think we have one or two more that we haven't read, read off. So we should be okay. This one is another anonymous, and this is a wedding planner slash coordinator. Oh, I love these. Uh, this so this one's on you, Katie. Okay. Band riders, Uh-oh. which I did not know was a thing. Really? In this industry? No. Oh, I mean, yes. <laughs> I knew it was a thing, but I thought it was like the Jonas Brothers, like or like no. real, like no. I'm sorry, but real, like. <laughs> <laughs> So mad. I mean, I, you're not not real. I'm just saying, like big time celebrities. I didn't know this was a thing. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I just had a band for September reach out and let us know that the band rider had changed. The new rider now demands cheese and crackers, hot coffee, and desserts replenished all evening, in addition to their normal meal, which of course must be served during cocktail hour when catering is already doing the most. Obviously, the client is isn't bound to it because their contract includes a previous version. But what the fuck? Thank you for writing that in. Go ahead, Katie. Take it away. The replenishment of desserts, the cheese and crackers, the hot coffee. Who are you? What the <laughs> fuck? Correct. Okay, so now I will say you aren't the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> you aren't Taylor Swift. See, you that's are. what I'm saying. That's egregious to me. That is egregious. Now the meal being served at cocktail hour, I've had, I have had bands request and put in their writer that they have to be fed during cocktail hour due to their con. Every band is going to be a little bit different in regards to like how they navigate their contracted hours. So for example, my latest wedding that I did, did have a band. I think it was like eight people, an eight person band, pretty large. That's mm-hmm. a pretty good size band. That's a big band. Mm, it was a great time. Um, and so their writer was very flexible. It didn't have anything in there in regards to like when they should be just that they needed a hot meal, which Mm -hmm. is pretty standard, obviously for all of us vendors. Um, and so (laughs) when I had went up to the venue though, and they denied me vendor meals, um, you know, during, uh, it was a two course dinner salad, obviously. And then played a dinner after that. Uh, when I went up during salad and I said, Hey, can I go ahead and grab at least the vendor meals for, the band members, um, the venue denied me. And I said, look, the way that their hours are contracted is that if you wait until the end of dinner service for the guests to plate the meals for the band, the band timeline wise is not going to be able to fulfill their contracted hours because now you are taking up more of their time Mm -hmm. with them eating. Mm -hmm. If you feed them now while the guests are eating, which is can not just put a little mix on and that's exactly music. what yeah. they end up doing. Correct. So then after I explained that to the venue, because <clears throat> in-house catering, then they, oh, fine. They were groveled over it. Um, and so they were able to get the vendor meals out for this, for this particular situation. Um, the band requesting cocktail hour, that is because they put that in their rider because of other situations where they weren't fed mm-hmm. during dinner. And so they weren't able to fulfill their contracted hours that they had with the client. Uh, meaning that they didn't weren't they weren't able to fulfill all of the playtime. So typically, though, as the planner coordinator, it is your responsibility though to know the writer of the band, communicate that to the catering team, and say ahead of time, "Hey, I need you to have X amount. Say it's a seven person band, eight person band. I need eight vendor meals ready and prepped for cocktail hour." 
in order for the band to be fed during this time frame, because what it sounds like to me is that particular band's writer then is that they will obviously MC the introductions if that mm-hmm. was the case, but then they also do live playtime during mm-hmm. dinner service, which mm-hmm. again, every band is different. Most of the bands that I have um, worked with, they will put on some sort of like dinner music, like via yeah. whatever, um, I don't want to say Spotify, but you know what I mean? Um, Digital music. Thank you. Digital music of some kind. Actually, that last band, they did have their keyboardist play like some dinner music because they knew. That's nice though. That is nice, but that's because they were waiting for dinner. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, huh, let me just get some of this playtime in because they were worried that they weren't going to be able to get contracted playtime hours up until I fought for them. I advocated for them and I was like, I need this food right this minute. So for this particular story, it is your responsibility as a planner coordinator to read everyone's contracts before come wedding day and you need to communicate with their appropriate vendors saying, hey, this band has to be fed during cocktail hour. I need this X amount of meals in this placement by this time in order for them to be fed because so they can do live playtime then for the amount of contract hours. Now, Now, (laughs) the cheese and crackers, the having the hot coffee ready available and the replenishments of the desserts. Me personally, I think that is egregious. Yeah. The catering team is not there to serve you. You are, yes, you'll be served a dinner. Like that is a part of it. Yes. But the replenish. Yeah. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. That is, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's no. So as like the planner coordinator to the catering staff, obviously the catering staff should be able to accommodate vendor meal requests. I mean, we can throw this as another grievance in Mm -hmm. um, because that, was going around a little bit. Remember when I sent you the thing on yes from Facebook? Mm. Um, do we save that for next time? Yeah. Okay. We're going to save a grievance for next time, but um, we'll save the vendor meal grievance for next time because that is a hot topic and we don't have time to discuss that right now. Um, but obviously with enough time in advance, a catering staff should be able to accommodate. If they've been requests. told beforehand right that's what i'm saying with enough time oh yeah yeah not day of wedding yeah not like when they first get there hey by the way i need this accommodation like they're already i love on my catering teams so 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 much as much as possible because they truly are responsible for a good majority Mm -hmm. of things the setup if the venue is not doing the setup or breakdown of like their in-house chairs or tables or whatever if that's the caterer's responsibility same thing with ceremony setup some Mm -hmm. venues here are your chairs, but your caterer is going to set this up for you. They're responsible for that. They're obviously responsible for making sure the bride and groom, or sorry, the couple is being like taken care of in general. And then um, a plethora of other like different things as well. They know that they have to feed obviously X amount of guests that are going to be there. They know they're also responsible for feeding the vendors that are going to be there. So they can accommodate to some degree some things, but as a planner coordinator, it is my responsibility to give them as much heads up as possible which is not 24 hours before wedding mm-hmm. day, 48 hours. Uh-uh. You need to be communicating like when final guest counts are due, that's also when you should be submitting like your final vendor meal counts. Yeah. For sure. And any dietary restrictions that those vendors um, have. So on top of that, then you as a planner coordinator need to be requesting how many vendor meals, do you have any dietary restrictions or food allergies? Now, if that vendor does not disclose to you any kind of dietary restriction or allergy, that's not on you and it's not on the caterer as well. Mm-hmm. Honestly, would, what would they maybe be able to accommodate last minute you going from a beef meal to a vegetarian meal potentially, but you can't expect that though. Yeah. And then of course, for those weddings that planner coordinators are not there, God bless you. It is literally like, I, I feel like it's hard. Uh, essentially, it'll be the couple's responsibility to figure out how many vendor meals and any dietary restrictions and food requests too. So don't assume that your couple obviously knows how to plan a wedding yeah. because they've never done it before. So then it's your responsibility as that individual vendor to make sure you communicate with your couple. Hey, whenever your caterer is going to start asking you about vendor meals, I need two. And uh, one of them is gluten-free and the other one has a spinach allergy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. Yeah. But the communication though has to happen. But that whole like replenishing of a dessert table, having hot coffee <clears throat> readily available, like just for you, for the band in and of itself, when the coffee service becomes available for the rest of the guests, help yourself. When the dessert table becomes available to the rest of the guests, help yourself. 
<laughs> totally fine. The, what the uh, my concern is that they're saying that the client isn't bound to it because their contract includes a previous version. My concern is that they're going to show up and demand these things. Oh, and then they're on it, the wedding day and it's going to be a shit show. Well, it's not going to happen. I, if I was the planner coordinator on that day, I'd be like, thank you for letting me know that your writer has been updated for future clients. But for this current client, they have signed a contract unless they informed the client and they have a signed addendum. Mm -hmm. I'm doing my Donald Trump hand. <laughs> Sorry. Um, unless they have a signed addendum, then yes, whatever contract has been signed black and white that is what they have to fulfill. So if you show up on wedding day and again, just like you just said, start demanding things, it's not going to go over the way that you want it to go. Yeah, we don't demand in this. We industry. don't demand anything. We do not demand. No, we ask nicely. We use our nice words. Okay. Words of life. Words of life. That's what, what I do. What does that mean? <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> so like life giving words oh. mean like being kind. That's what I teach my children on Sundays. We use oh. words of life. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> that was very fun. We love, we love, we love a what the fuck Wednesday. So again, if you would like to submit your story to us, please, please, please do. We love to hear them. We need to hear from you to keep this going. Uh, Katie and I can talk all day about our own grievances, but oh really God, yes. the... Uh, entire purpose of this is for us to hear from you guys. So please submit your stories to behind the aisle podcast.com. There's a Google form there. You can remain anonymous or not. If you choose not to, that's cool. Um, and it could be anything, anything you want at all. So Katie, where can they find us on the interwebs? So you can find us, uh, on Instagram at behind the aisle podcast. Um, and then you can also, uh, where you fill out that whole Google form is on our website. It is behind the aisle podcast.com. Again, just like Sarah mentioned to you, fill out the form. You can be anonymous or not for our next version of what the fuck Wednesday. And then if you want to follow me on Instagram personally, um, it is T I double L Y A N D. T-E-A-L, so Tilly and Teal. And then Sarah, where can they find you on Instagram? You can find me at Serendipity Photography. It is S-A-R-A, -A, Serendipity, spelled just like my name. And if you have not done so already, please follow us on Spotify so you never miss a podcast. And leave us a little review if you don't mind, because it makes our day and yeah. uh, helps our algorithm and we want to be heard. So we love you. Thank you so, so much. And we can't wait to see you on the next one. See you next time. Love you. Bye. Bye.